Thanks for checking out Chemistry Connections on the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network, a proud partner of HVSPN.com, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions represented within this episode are those of the content creators only. Please enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 16 of Chemistry Connections, where your hosts, Andrew McManaman and Jerry Nessel. And on today's episode, The Chemistry Behind Acid Reflux, we will be discussing acid reflux, what causes it, how it can be treated, and the chemistry behind it all. So I guess we'll start with what uh, acid reflux is. So, well, what is it, Andrew? So, it's commonly called gastroesophageal reflux disease, or simply put, GERD. And it's the occurrence when stomach acid comes back up into the esophagus. And common symptoms include heartburn, burning chest pains, and nausea. I have a question. Um, why, why does GERD... <laughs> I'm going to keep calling it GERD. Why does GERD cause heartburn specifically, do you know? I feel like they're in two different parts of the body where it's like the digestive system has the acid reflux and your heart's part of your cardiovascular system, right? So like how is the acid coming up your esophageal tract affecting like a sensation in your heart? So I, most, a lot of people who have acid reflux or GERD, the, their biggest symptom is burning chest pain. And sometimes that chest pain can kind of move over into oh. the heart area and it feels like you know, that kind of part of your so body is also kind burning of too. Connected. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, okay. Continuing on with what acid reflux is, I guess. Um, it's important to make the distinction between acid reflux and GERD because they are different. It's more GERD is like the chronic version of acid reflux um, because just acid reflux, like anyone can have it, it's temporary. Although it's interesting because we don't really know why GERD develops or how. Um, because again, like the mechanics of reflux is that the lower esophageal sphincter, which is this like ring shaped muscle separating the stomach from the esophagus kind of fails to do its job in closing. So it lets up this excess stomach acid into the food pipe but we don't know why it malfunctions or why it continues to malfunction in uh, certain people. I guess we can move into the, the chemistry behind it all. And I'll start by talking about the stomach acid, which is, you know, the kind of the source of it all. It's what comes back up into the esophagus and causes all these issues. Um, it's also called gastric acid, and it's mainly composed of hydrochloric acid, and it's highly acidic with a pH of 1 to 2. And so from, for listeners who may not be familiar with the pH scale, it's based on a scale of 1 to 14. You're so funny with that <laughs> acid base. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so the, pH, the substances with a pH value of 1 to 6, they're labeled as acidic. And then the, those with a pH value of 8 to 14 are considered alkaline. And 7 is used as, you know, the neutral baseline in which acidic and alkaline or basic substances are being compared. And a common example of a neutral substance is pure water. So we can compare right. everything to that kind. Right. Well, that's kind of funny because I feel like water is such like a healthful thing that grows plants and things. And obviously that's essential to live. But uh, stomach acid, gastric acid is just as important for our day-to-day -day function. I mean, it is highly corrosive. So when it escapes from its, what, stomach enclosure <laughs> through the sphincter, um, it's not good for, for you. But while it's in the stomach, 
Uh, it helps break down food um, to help break it down to more like nutrients and vitamins and minerals. And um, there's a lot of science behind it. You want you want to explain that, Andrew? Yeah, sure. So um, generally, di like the digestion process works to break down the proteins we eat into um, amino acid chains. And so okay. further than that, there's uh, an, a super important enzyme, uh, proteases, which work to um, decompose the globular structure of the amino acid chains furthermore into um, smaller amino acid chains or individual amino acids themselves. Okay, that was a lot of words. <laughs> but what's super important, yes, <laughs> but what's super important is the low pH environment because these enzymes can only work and function and you know, do the digestive process in the super acidic environment and so even though it sounds harmful our bodies have evolved to handle this and to function yeah so basically what you're saying in like i don't know english is like <laughs> some uh, enzymes function better because of the uh, low ph nature the acidic nature of the stomach environment yeah and more specifically our stomachs can handle this highly acidic environment and continue to maintain it because the cells of the stomach lining secrete a mucus that protects itself from this corrosion but the whole thing about acid reflux and why it's not good for that stomach acid to come back up into the esophagus is that your esophagus um, and your throat the cells lining those, those parts of your body oh. don't have the protection and so that's why you can feel it when it comes back up wait i just had a thought i just realized that um a lot of the like one of the symptoms of acid, obviously there's heartburn mm -hmm. but also another thing that happens to people is mucus like mm -hmm. the irritation that the stomach acid um causes in parts other than the stomach like creates so i guess it's trying to create that protective line trying to protect itself to but yeah corrosion. oh that's interesting yeah cool cool and uh to treat this corrosion or whatever well to prevent it from happening i guess um there's antacids which are like tums and stuff and the way they work is they neutralize the hcl in gastric acid so like for example alka-seltzer has a mild bases in it um that react with excess hydrochloric acid um and what happens is they neutralize each other in an acid-base neutralization reaction to reduce the acidity of the gastric acid, which returns the body back to normal conditions pH-wise. So for example, uh, calcium carbonate, which is an active ingredient in Tums, neutralizes the HCl. And so the acid-base reaction converts carbonic acid into um, calcium chloride and uh, water and carbon dioxide. I guess, like the Alka-Seltzer and that kind of thing, they work to like relieve the stomach acid mm -hmm. through like relieving gas, I guess, which is like the carbon dioxide, I guess, in the water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so true. Wait, yeah. So I think so, and some other common um, bases or mild bases to combat this uh, issue as well also include magnesium, carbonate, and sodium hydrogen, hydrogen carbonate as well. Well, you know, that's interesting because obviously those are bases and it would make sense to neutralize an acid with a base to relieve that kind of mm -hmm. pH imbalance. Um, but there's some like remedies out there for acid reflux. I know this as an acid reflux victim myself. <laughs> um, there's like home remedies out there that use acidic ingredients to try to relieve that. I think you sent me a TikTok once where there was something about 
drinking pure lemon juice is like a yeah so she couldn't really explain it herself and i tried to look but i couldn't find it but she said that she has been trying remedies for so long for acid reflux changing her diet and everything Mm -hmm. and then she she went to her doctor and her doctor told her to drink pure lemon juice or something super acidic Mm -hmm. and then it was like magic she felt so much better and Mm. no one really understood why but it worked for her i guess i mean i don't know like personally my acid reflux journey has lasted like <laughs> two and a half years i don't have gerd <laughs> something called uh, lpr i believe it's laryngopharyngeal re- something with the larynx um and basically the acid like gets into my vocal cords and then irritates them and then i get very like congested and mucusy it's called the silent reflux or something mm-hmm. and like a lot of people have it they just don't notice it because it doesn't interfere with their life unless they speak or sing frequently in my case um but yeah we there at the beginning like there was so much effort on trying to focus on certain ingredients and foods and their ph is to try to like maintain a more mm-hmm. basic diet overall yeah. to try to combat that issue which honestly i can't even say if it worked or not i mean i was very fortunate because my diet is already pretty basic since we eat a lot of japanese food at home which with like probiotics and stuff yeah. it's mm-hmm. like it's more basic than acidic than like american like fast food i'm sure that's very difficult for people who have that as a big component of their diet but like it's very strange because there's a lot of conflicting information out there on the internet Mm -hmm. um for stuff that's supposed to work and like overall from the way i I can say that when i eat really spicy foods like obviously it doesn't make me feel well (laughs) Um, yeah (laughs) but like you don't say for the most part though i feel like i don't really notice that much of a change if i like eat strawberries in the morning yeah but i guess for people with more severe uh gerd (laughs) it would be a different case right Mm -hmm. yeah well, thank you for listening to this episode of Chemistry Connections. For more student-ran podcasts and digital content, make sure that you visit www.hvspn.com. Thanks.